Welcome to Raspberry Tea Pod Chat. I'm Claire. I'm Claire. And I'm Jo. <laughs> CCJ. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It's Raspberry Tea and the ladies are here. Hello. Of tea and coffee and things in hand. And again, a, a sort of current affairs pod chat today, really. Um, because it is so prevalent in the press for all the right reasons, although it's been a horrific situation. Um, and that's the death of Sarah Gerard and the whole keeping women safe issue. Um, we've obviously all got various experiences through our time of being out in the dark on our own or whatever. But I think I want to start by just saying how positive I felt that it is that males are engaging in the whole what can we do to help women feel safe debate yeah um because I don't ever remember anything like that ever happening before and maybe I've missed it but it feels like a sort of new movement and a massive massive step forward what do you two ladies think I think so too I mean the last big case like this that I can remember and there's probably been ones in between was the Rachel Nickel murder whether that was because it was the same place or similar area I know there's been a lot in between but didn't seem to have as much press coverage mm. um, and that was like many many moons ago wasn't it but you know things things have felt different this time a lot different um like you say, it's a lot more positive. The, the guys are saying, what can we do? How can we educate younger men yeah. um, in the feelings of, you know, the females out there who really should be just as safe to walk around. It doesn't matter what time of day or night, you know, you should be able to, it's your right, isn't it? You should be able to, to walk around and, and not have that fear. Um, and, and as you say, we've all got our own experiences. Um, there's, there's times when I've gone out walking and, and you know, <laughs> I have lived on my own for quite a while in various different places. Um, now, having just moved into the new house, of course, we're just learning our way around and places that do feel safe and don't necessarily feel safe. But I can remember walking home from school, walking home from college, walking home from work, holding my keys between my fingers. So, really? that, there was always, yeah, so that there was always a key sticking out. Even, even at school age? Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. Wow. I don't, like I say, you know, living in different areas and, and none of them have been particularly bad areas, but quite often there are places a, along a walk that you would do day in, day out, where you just don't feel safe. You know, it can be any area of bushes, it can be a side street, it can be anything. And I, I've quite often walked with my keys between my fingers so that they, they are there. And it, and it probably makes you feel worse when you're like that. But but can it make you feel worse? I don't know, actually. Just to have that fear in you anyway is not pleasant. Yeah, I never felt it. Certainly at school age or even late teens, early 20s, I used to get a bus home from the centre of Sheffield because I lived about 10 miles out that got me to the end a distant end of my parents' street at about three o'clock in the morning. Mm. And I would walk for that five minutes or so up a very, very quiet street with entrances to bowling alleys and tennis courts and things up a, a long path, which was just bushes up both sides. Mm. Um, I remember, I always remember passing those entranceways going, that doesn't look very nice up there, but I don't ever, ever remember feeling unsafe. Isn't it weird? At all. In fact, I don't know if I've ever felt unsafe at night out on my own, to be, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, I know I have a very vivid imagination. Everybody knows I have a vivid imagination. But yeah, there, there were times walking the, even walking the dog. I used to walk the dog around the country lanes. Um, that yeah, quite often I would feel not particularly safe. What about you, Claire? I think, I don't recall thinking anything like that when I was younger. 
And I would say in my late teens, early 20s, it depended how intoxicated I was as to whether it crossed my mind. Because <laughs> usually you want the quickest route home, don't you? And when you've had enough to drink, nothing. You're invincible. You just want to get home, don't you? Um, I do think it not, it's not really crossed my mind now, but I don't walk iris in the dark. Mm. And that's probably a safety decision. Now, I have a stepdaughter at 22, 23. Sorry, Harley, can't remember exactly her age. Um, <laughs> and an 18-year-old daughter. Um, I used to think that Harley's concern about being out to learn was over the top. I'm now learning that actually that's her generation's concern. Mm -hmm. um, she always um, stays on the, on a phone call the whole way, and she her best friend and her live about a five minute walk away from each other on the outskirts of the city centre, mm -hmm. and they always stay on the phone the whole way. Um, when I was talking to Laura, who still lives at home, she said, "You're told at her age." stay on the phone that's mm -hmm. you, you if you seem to be on the phone you're less likely to get attacked now yeah. that may be this area i don't know but when i think about the things you read about crime in say areas of london people surely would attack you for that phone well that's what i was going to say it's really strange because i used to live in crawley in west sussex and actually that was probably one thing that i wouldn't do is be yeah. on the phone. I'd have my phone in my pocket. Because I said, that oh, could, you, could you not be using your headset so your phone oh. was tucked away and put your ear pods in so that you were you could hear you talking to somebody and if you looked, you'd have ear pods in, but your phone wasn't visible. And she said, no, you're advised to be on their phone. But I, I wouldn't even go along with my headphones in. I don't go out walking with my headphones in if I'm going to areas that I don't know anymore. For, for what that. reason? Because you can't hear people coming up behind you. Right. That's what I've always thought. If, if you're not 100% focused, but then conversely to that, again, you can make yourself worse because you hear every single noise and you're constantly like looking around because you can hear the squirrels in the trees and everything. It's like the rustling of the leaves and you think it could be somebody there. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, they, they are saying in the papers, aren't they, that, that Sarah Everard didn't do anything wrong. We were just saying this before we mm. came on. To say, you know, she did everything absolutely right. She was on the phone. She was talking to her friend. Um, she stuck to the right areas. I don't, yeah. I mean, I don't know what route she took, obviously, but it said she stuck to the main roads. She didn't take shortcuts. She stuck to the main roads and, and was walking the long route home. Mm. Now, whether she did go on to Clapham Common, I don't know. It would appear she didn't from what, certainly from what Sky News reports have said, but I don't know. But I mean, either way, it, it shouldn't matter where she went, should it? It, no. it shouldn't matter which route she took, the quicker route, the slower route, wherever she went, we shouldn't have that fear. And, and it is predominantly females. Let's, let's be honest, it is predominantly females. And that's the whole point of the whole, um, if we call them demonstrations or vigil, whichever happened at the weekend. But then men have come out as well to say it's not just females. We know that. But the females are targeted and this is what's sparked it this time. And, you know, to see all those people that did gather, it was it was really nice. It was it was a beautiful vigil. It was all, you know, the candles were lit and you could see the emotion of the people. Um, and it was just so nice that people did start to gather together and are coming out quite openly to, to support it. The whole social distancing issue there. Well, and do we get into that on this chat? I think that, that was that was my initial thoughts. Why why do you have to go there? I you know, yes, it was a local area. Personally, I wouldn't, even if I'd lived there and there were candles lit and things done online just to get as much support. Um, and, it, and obviously it, it turned, sadly, but Claire? Well, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Like I say, I, I can't say as I've ever 
nothing stuck out where I felt unsafe. I, I, I'm, I don't go out that often anyway. I think the bin goes out more than I do, even when we are allowed. Um, but I mean, if, if take one one of my friends quite some years ago now left uh, a club and got in a taxi, and it was the taxi driver that attacked her. Yeah. So, no matter what you may try to do to protect yourself, to defend yourself, to make yourself safe. So some people would say, yeah, don't walk home, get a taxi. So then, then what do you do? Do you, do you make sure you're phoned and you've booked a taxi so it's registered? No, because when you come out of somewhere at two, three o'clock in the morning and you've had a few beers and you just want to get home. I don't know whether it's actually more prevalent now that there are that many weirdos, for want of a better word, out there that want to attack women or attack other people, or yeah. it's always been that case, whether is it is it now reported or we, we mentioned earlier, do we think this, unfortunately, what, what's happened to Sarah, because it was seems to have been perpetrated by a serving police officer, is that why this has got more media this time round? We don't know. But are there more reports of things happening or has society changed sufficiently? So we are a very multicultural country. And personally, I don't care where people are from, what color they are, no matter, it doesn't matter to me, people are people, but people have different cultures and women are treated differently in different parts of the world. That's just how it is or how it's been for a long time. And are things happening in this country now because those I'm going to say men, but not exclusively, come here and they try to live the way that they've always lived in this country where traditionally and culturally it's not the way we've always lived or there's just been a certain standout. I mean, recently I, um, I watched the Ripper documentary on uh, Netflix. So yeah, if you go that. back years in, in this country, yeah, you, you're going to get weirdos that pop up. Uh, obviously, he was a, a, one of this country's greatest criminals with all the crimes that he committed. And they were in this this podcast is is recorded in Sheffield. We are in Yorkshire. It's a very local sort of story to us. Mm -hmm. But globally, the Yorkshire Ripper is known because of his notoriety. So is it more reported? Is it more prevalent or... I, I, I couldn't tell you. I mean, most recently when I felt unsafe was when I, I was in my own home because I'd got a, a ridiculous neighbour that I felt threatened by. And it turned out he was only being how he was being because I was a woman. So that I, I felt unsafe in my own home, as well as them being nuisance neighbours and lots of reasons. I, I just moved. So I'd lived there for six years. Yeah, one hand, it was time to move, and it's been a very good move for me since. Mm. But the catalyst was because I felt unsafe in my own home. It's a weird one. I think social media, it's, it's like with any crime, with any difference in society, whether that's a, a positive one or a negative <laughs> one, because of social media, everybody knows a lot more now. Information is out mm -hmm. there a lot more now, and I think it's as simple as that. Mm -hmm. I think the issue of women feeling safe is heightened because it is a lot more known out there now. There is a lot more publicity. You know, as a teen, I didn't particularly... I was probably in the room when my mum and dad were watching the news. I wasn't particularly listening to it. Did I read a newspaper? Absolutely not. Did social media exist? No. I didn't have any reason to fear anybody. Mm. I literally didn't have a reason to fear anybody. Now, yes, of course, I am more cautious. I understand, you know, but I'm not personally in a situation where I walk alone anywhere at night. Mm. Um would I drop Laura off and, you know, spoil my evening or whatever to make sure she was dropped off and picked up? Absolutely, I would. Um, I understand the concerns. I think that the, I think this case is certainly more in the press because it's a, a serving police officer. Yeah. Um, because there's a lot more angles at it that the press can go at. Um, I don't think it's... I don't think it's being given its presence by that I think its presence was there before they realized that it was a police officer that, that had done it 
Um, and I think the conversations the men were having on social media had started before they realised the police officer had done it. Mm -hmm. So I don't necessarily think that changes anything other than the amount of reporting. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the calls, the calls for the, the whatever she is, chief inspector of show, whatever she is, head of Metropolitan Police, to resign because of the way the vigil was uh, policed. Again, you, you know, there's, there's two sides to that story, aren't there? Mm. the footage makes it look horrendous but we don't know what those police officers were enduring I, I'm not sticking up for either side here I'm just saying again it's it's snapshot we, we don't know the truth we weren't there um, there was a heck of a lot of people there though a heck of a lot of people there were and it and they looked very tightly packed to be fair yeah, they did yeah and you can't blame people for wanting to get together to do that it's a highly emotive thing um, but, you know, there were people that were badly mistreated by the looks of it. But again, as, as Claire said, we don't know. We don't know how it actually felt to be there. I, th I think I probably would have felt quite intimidated, if I'm honest, actually being there because there was that volume of people. Um, but, you know, it, it, it shouldn't, going back to the point about the, the fact that it's a serving police officer, it shouldn't matter, should it? Um, no. that, but as you say, that the press is more apparent and and there are different angles for people to look at in this one which is very very sad um and who knows what they're going to find because the investigations are ongoing aren't they um but she's been Cressida Dick has been put in a very very difficult situation here um even Boris has come out today to say that he's very very disappointed by the way that things were handled um, well, there was one video wasn't there where police officers were really really forcibly pushing yeah. people out the way and I think it looks like it was an overreaction to push somebody that hard but we can't see what that person was heading towards them with no and, it, and I think there's also like one line of police by the looks of it and thousands of people that could have trampled forward um, you know, all the, the vases that the candles were in, the jars that the candles were in, they were all getting smashed. There was glass all over the floor. It was a dangerous situation in the end. You know, it, what are they supposed to do? I, I, do I, I don't say, yeah, they should have necessarily thrown them to the floor, but I've never been a, a police officer. I don't know how would that would handle, you know, how no, I would I, handle that, rather. We, we, weren't, we weren't creating this chat, really, were we, to talk about how the police are handling no, 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 no. things like that. It was really about women feeling safe on the streets and the positive thing that's happened with this male um, appreciation yeah. of the fact that women should be able to walk the streets and feel safe. I mean, there was one guy, I don't know if he was anybody or just somebody who posted on Twitter and the press had picked up on it who said, you know, I'm six and a half foot, I'm fairly well built. Yeah. I know what my shadow looks like. Yeah. Therefore, if I see a woman on her own in front of me, I cross over yeah. Yeah. to make sure she doesn't feel like I'm coming up behind her. Yes. And I had this conversation with Laura, and Laura said, you know, I would feel safer with somebody crossing or passing me. What I wouldn't feel safe with is somebody staying behind me. I, I, yeah, so quite often somebody that somebody let me know they were there if they were non-threatening obviously if they let me know they were there then they can stay behind me oh but like, how do they let you know that you're there claire what you know what can they do or say that's going to make you feel non-threatened because surely a, minute, a lot of a lot of women would find a man trying to start up a conversation on a dark street kind of strange it's bad yeah, I, I don't know. I, 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 there's no right answer, is there? You, you could just say, "I, uh, I maybe give the name. Give the name. I'm, I'm walking behind you. Don't you don't need to worry. Uh, whatever. I can walk past you. I can walk. I don't know. What would you do? It's like the other, the other day, uh, Sam and I were walking Iris, and as we were walking back, there's a there's a, an older lady had come out of the supermarket, and it looked like she'd got th three weeks worth of shopping, not two. And I said to Sam, "Shall I go and ask if she wants some help?" And I hesitated about three or four times before I went I went after her and she sped up as I went after her. And as I was about probably 10 foot away from her, I said, hey, love, are you all right? I said, your shopping looks really heavy. Can I help you with it? 
And she turned around and she went, no, I'm all right. I'm really well balanced. I said, are you sure? Have you got far to go? And she said she was, she said she was all right. And thank you. For, she appreciated me asking. But I did hesitate because I thought, what's she going to feel like me asking her that question? That was broad daylight, middle of the afternoon. And I'm female offering to help another female older person. I would no, offer, I don't know how I would, I offer, take I would that. offer that. I would offer, offer that help to a man as well. I could see, or even it didn't have to be an old person. I could see somebody struggling with heavy shopping bags and I'm able to help. So I would offer. And, and that's the but way the world is. Asking. That's why, that's why it's sad, isn't it? Because I don't know how I would take that. Somebody saying to me, you know, where do you live? How far away do you? I'd be like, I'm not telling you where I live. You know what, though? I think the fact you had to go after her is, is the, the main point there. Had you been walking out of the shop at the same time as her... It was because I'd so she crossed the road and I saw her drop everything. And yeah, I, but, you know I mean? but had, had you been walking out the shop at the same time as her, it was a completely natural interaction and you just said, are you going to be all right getting to your car or the bus stop with all those bags Can I help you? I don't think you should have felt threatened in any way. She, I don't think she did when I had asked her, but I thought she might have either offended. I think you said she sped up. You said she sped yeah, up. Yeah, she was away from she, she just seemed to have got her, her legs on. I was like, bloody hell, she don't need any help. But and then, That's the point. And then, she, and then she put everything down again. She was literally going 10 paces and putting everything down. So they were really heavy bags. So when she put it down again is when I asked her. But I, I, said, she, I said to Sam, shall I ask her, shall I not? And she went, well, I would. So I went and asked, and she said, oh, really smiley, really happy. I really appreciate you asking. I said, not a But you problem. see, she didn't know whether that was a, a man or a bigger person behind her, as she can hear somebody getting closer to her. And, and, and that's the whole point, isn't it? That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying to you. I think if I was out and somebody was behind me and they spoke in an appropriate, sort of friendly, assuring way, like I spoke within, I was 10 feet away from her. She couldn't hear me behind her. I spoke before she could hear me. So I didn't make a jump or frighten her. But I thought that because of a, I suppose because it was an older person or another person, I would like to think that a fella who was non-threatening might speak to me from far enough back in a friendly way so that I wouldn't feel like that. But is that a new thing that everybody's got to learn how to do or do people just not think? You know, I think I, I'm walking behind another person on the road. Why should they feel threatened by me? To be honest, I feel more threatened by gangs of kids. For me, it doesn't matter whether you're male or female. It doesn't matter how old you are either. Um, you know, we see plenty of, of images of women attacking people and stealing yeah, yeah, from yeah, yeah. people in the street, etc. Um, you know, it, it's like all the dog nappings that are going on. Oh, and, no. You know, people coming up and asking to stroke your dog and mess with, you know, and... People, if it's a woman, they don't feel as threatened, but actually a woman's just as capable of running off with your dog as a man is. Um, just think there's, a, I don't think it matters who it is. I don't think it matters how old they are. No. I think if you are in the mindset, and I'm not saying this is incorrect in any way, but if you are in that mindset of fearfulness, you're going to be fearful of anybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're suspicious about somebody asking to help you, yeah. you're going to be suspicious of who it is anyway. Hmm. Now, then there's the question of, well, if you're not fearful, are you opening yourself up for something bad to happen? Is it more likely to happen? If we go back to the law of the universe and positive thinking, if you're being fearful of something, then you're attracting it. And that takes us to a whole other dimension. Yeah. You know, it's so true. If, if what you're thinking is I could get attacked, what you're saying to the universe is attack me. I mean, so, yeah. So I say I've walked along the streets. I've walked home, whatever, with my keys in my hand. I can't say I was absolutely thinking I'm going to get attacked here. I'm going to get attacked here. It was just one of those things. And then you focus on the next lamppost and the next lamppost and the next lamppost so that you make sure that you're getting along to where you need to. You're not physically thinking, I'm fearful here. I'm scared. I used to walk along like that. And yes, if I heard some noises behind me, I'd be like that. And I would quickly turn around. 
there's been people saying if they've walked along, you know, past shop windows, you'd stop and have a look in the shop window. I've done that plenty of occasions and let people walk past me. Well, it's just I, one of the things I was going to say, well, two things. A, I've just remembered sometimes I have been slightly more on guard at night and that's multi-storey car parks. Yeah, horrific. I don't places. like multi-storey car parks at night, particularly stairwells and stuff that's like that. That's why I, I will more than happily pay a kidney for Q Park because yeah. you can't get in it unless you've got a ticket. I know that yeah. exclusively make you say they're no. worth it and no random yeah. walking. Yeah, um, but... Is that a tactic? You know, if you hear somebody behind you, would a good thing to do be to stop and say, would you like to pass? Mm. Yeah. And let them go past you? I don't know. I've, that's just come into my mind as you were talking then, Joe. You know, See, I think for me, it's always eye contact. People who avoid eye contact with you if they're crossing, I'm always like, say hello. Just, and I, that's why I do deliberately because at least you've had a chance to look at that person. There are then people who are too shy and it wouldn't work, but that's one tactic that I always have. But there are also I'll always some make very, a point. I would think there are also some very confident attackers who will quite happily look you in the eye. No doubt, but at least you've had a look at what they look like. Yeah. And if yeah. the worst did happen, you've got something to say, haven't you? As in, you know, you've got some explanation, some description of what they look like, rather. You need to be careful with that, though, because if you say hello to anybody on the tube, they look at it like you're going to attack them anyway. How well, I worked in London right the way through the winter in the Christmas <laughs> period, and they are the most miserable sods ever. But <laughs> Again, that, that north and south divide, and it's a blanket statement, because I know it's not exclusively everybody, but I'm a friendly Yorkshire person. If I catch somebody's eye, I speak to them, I say hello to them. If you do that in London, I've had so many dirty looks in the times that I've been to London by a cross-section of people, not everybody, that... They look, they look at you gone out anyway. So it, I suppose it depends where you are and yeah. how the local culture is. I think I think that's really, really important, actually, because, you know, I live in a, a reasonably small, it's still classed as a village. Yeah. Um, and somebody didn't say hello to me on the street if I was walking to the post office. I'd find that really strange here. Yeah. yeah. When I worked and lived more or less in Sheffield City Centre, people just walk past. When I go to London, one of the things I notice is nobody acknowledges anybody in it. Somebody can bump into you and just walk off like you yeah. didn't even exist or you were a bouncy castle or something. I, don't, I mean, we used, to, we used to make a point. I used to go down on the train quite a lot to meetings in London with one of my friends from Doncaster down to King's Cross. Um, and there were times that we'd go the other way and have to walk across London Bridge. And we'd make a point of smiling at people because it's the lemmings just walking across London Bridge. And, and you're right, you know, but there was a three month period in particular, November, December, January. So it was the bleakest of times to be working in central London. And I used to love it. I'd be on the tube and I'd be like, <laughs> but there's the things that I do deliberately. And actually, again, it was, it was noticing what people looked like. And perhaps it was one of my tactics that I was doing that I didn't even realize I was doing, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But you know, you sometimes feel just as unsafe sitting on a packed train. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because it's the way that people look at you and you think, right, are they going to get off at the same station as me, going through the underground walkways to get to the car park? It's any time. Any time. I'm conscious of it. For me, the answer cannot be that women shouldn't go out at night on their own or don't live their normal life. And as for a 6pm curfew for men? Well... She did explain that she was just trying to make a point. She wasn't actually suggesting it. Again, that's media sensationalisation yeah. yeah. of something that was said and taken out of context. It did get a lot of press and, and actually so good. It, it helped raise the issue, mm. you know. But there's, there's such a, you know, there's various tactics. You can be on the phone, you can carry your keys in your hand, you can kick them between the legs. You can carry whatever that spray stuff is. Um, you know, you can have a personal attack alarm. We shouldn't need to with the top and bottom of it. No. I think we always will to some extent, because as Claire started the pod chat off by saying, the Yorkshire Ripper goes back quite a lot of years. Yeah. You know, there are 
always been predatory men mm -hmm. in the same way that there are abusive women. Yeah. Um, I've never heard of a, a female serial killer killing men. Please feel free to correct me if anybody out there knows of one, but I've never heard of one personally. But we know there are male attackers who attack women. We also know that there are serial attackers, males that attack other males. Yeah. You know, there's, there's been a case of that fairly recently. Yep. Um, we should feel safe and I think if men can appreciate the fact that even though they don't perceive themselves or the situation as threatening yeah. women do because it's inbuilt in us now to not feel safe when we're out on our own you know it's alright me saying I never did and I can honestly say I never did but I don't have to walk anywhere work from home if I go out I've got somebody with me you know it, it's not a case that I'm on my own other than in daylight I might walk mm. to the post office in daylight because that's about as far as I can walk to be fair, fair with my leg but anyway you know um so if men, if men could understand what women think and feel they can take action yeah would you feel better if somebody crossed the road and carried on walking? Would that make you feel safer, Joe, if somebody was came up behind, so so to speak, not close, but then crossed because they saw you were there and you were female and you were on your own? Would that make you feel safer? I think it probably would, and particularly if they were coming towards you even more so. And yet, ironically, if they attacked you from behind, you probably wouldn't no anyway would you but I think the fact that you can see it's a conscious move coming towards you you can't necessarily see it's a conscious move coming from behind if they cross the road but that's again this is what men are up against aren't they because yeah. this is like saying you can't win you're yeah, gonna well, think it no matter what yeah yeah you know if a man was coming towards me it wouldn't concern me at all because you can see them you can smile at them, say hello or good evening or whatever, and go past you. If somebody's constantly behind you, that to me would be far more threatening than a man walking towards me. Yeah, I'd agree. So we can't win. Men can't win here. I mean, it, there's times that, yeah, it's the situation, it's the circumstance, isn't it? Mm. So, yes, that would be fine. But if you were walking down a country lane, I would still be fearful, even if a man were walking towards me, let alone walking behind me. I'm not being funny. And, and there will be people in rural areas to walk home because that's where they live. But why would you choose to be walking in a country lane in the dark? But why wouldn't you? This is the whole point. <laughs> I, I, wouldn't. I wouldn't. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't. And I don't. But if I was walking my dogs and I had to, I used to walk my dogs at quarter to five quarter to six in the morning you know in that hour just as it was getting lighter I used okay. to walk them in the evening I had to but not you're not talking about going out at 10 11 o'clock at night with them in, in onto those sorts of areas no I wouldn't do it that late at night I was in bed by then anyway mate <laughs> but, no but if you were going to walk your dog at night and through winter when it gets dark at four o'clock people have to walk their dogs in the dark yeah would you not choose to stay on lit footpaths? Not with my dogs, no. Why? It was useless if you took two cocker spaniels out that were baby cocker spaniels and you took them out and stuck them to footpaths. You'd be getting home and they'd want to go out again. They had to go to places where they could get let off the lead and it was safe. The majority of times I could stick to lit areas, don't get me wrong, but there were areas, even on the playing field, right in the middle of the playing field. And there was lights all around the playing field, not floodlights. But I still used to feel quite threatened if people were on the playing field. Did you? Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Such, it's such, I mean, there's no right and wrong. This is now inbred in women. Mm. That And it's ingrained. And it, I don't think women will ever completely be unaware and feel and feel 100% safe and not be cautious 
are we saying men can't win? Are we saying that we appreciate the efforts? What what are we saying? Because I thought it was a lovely thing that <laughs> men were thinking, you know, if we cross the road, that's going to help women feel safe. But you're saying that wouldn't necessarily make you feel much better anyway. So I don't know. Can can they win? Can they help improve it? Is the I don't think the situation is going to improve unless we reach utopia where everybody loves everybody and there is no crime and there is no, you know, no knife wars or anything else like that. I, I think it will always be in us. It will always be in us, I'm afraid, because like you say, it doesn't matter whether it's a male or a female coming towards you. If you if you feel threatened, you feel threatened. You, you can't stop that. You can't help that. And they could be the most innocent person. So what do we do to help people not feel as threatened? I mean, I think the initial thing is getting everybody to just consider what it would feel like so there was quite a lot about guys for instance saying they feel that they can get in at work in from work at nine ten o'clock at night go out for a run don't think twice about it okay so you've got to put yourself in the perspective of can a woman do that no why can't a woman do that but no i don't know that there is an answer i'm sure some women do and i'm sure some women feel safe doing that and, and that's the thing here isn't it it's is is this issue being highlighted and made bigger than it is? I don't. Th I think the majority of women feel cautious. Yeah, I, I yeah. do think it is a majority. I don't. Yeah. You know. However, should we t should we change our behaviour because of that? To, put, to not put ourselves in danger. And that's what people are saying. That's now what a lot of the protests are about, isn't it? Why should women have to avoid situations yeah. because they feel vulnerable? Yeah. We've not asked if men feel vulnerable walking the streets alone at night because a man is potentially as likely to get attacked if somebody's going out to attack somebody, you know, a lot of the stabbing victims you hear about in the news are male. Mm. Some are targeted, some are completely random. I think it's a much bigger issue. I don't know if there's an answer. I think it's fantastic that there are such positive conversations going on. Yeah, definitely. I would, I would love to feel that men begin to understand a little bit more and don't put themselves in a position where they could potentially make a female feel concerned for their safety. But I don't know if that is enough to solve the problem. I, I don't, and that's, is it gonna get better? Is it gonna get worse? Who knows? There's, like you say, there's still always gonna be some head cases for want of a better phrase out there who are gonna find it in them to do it. That's the issue, isn't it? This police officer, who knows the circumstances? Who knows the circumstances? Who knows if she stumbled across him doing something he shouldn't have with the other allegation against him? Yeah. There's a potential she saw something she shouldn't have and he wanted to shut her up for whatever reason. Yeah. Who knows whether he'd gone out that night to deliberately attack somebody? We have absolutely no clue what was behind this attack or the circumstances of the attack from what I can gather so far. And that's quite right because there's a prosecution case mm. going on, so they can't release too many. But, you know, yes, there's shock and outcry that it's a serving police officer. It could, it could have been a butcher, it could have been a baker. So, yeah, I, it's just this huge subject that I don't think there are any answers to. But I think, for me, if men can appreciate what might be going through a woman's head, if they are on the streets at night mm. and they do see a woman alone, that's a step forward. But you're being very quiet, Claire. 
I don't think there's a lot you can say. Well, women... <laughs> just recorded a podcast. <laughs> I, I mean... Sarah and I have stopped. We as women can either choose to avoid situations that may put us at risk. Should we? No. But you can take control of your own safety in, in a sense like that. Do we get self-defence lessons? Do we have a method of protecting ourselves? These are all things that you could either go, yes, you should, or no, you shouldn't, or why should I have to? The, I think walking down the street, like I say, if somebody was behind me and walked past me, I'd be like, well, have you gone around that corner? Have you hidden around that corner? So then you're going to jump out at me. I, you can make all sorts of stories up in your own mind, depending on the situation you're in at what time or what you've watched on telly. After I watched Luther, I said, there's no way... Do you know, I was just going to say... I'm not getting upstairs on the bus ever again, no chance. Because you, you get things put in your head that put you get your imagination going. But So I, I don't think there is a right or a wrong answer. It possibly goes back to an earlier podcast when we are just talking about actually treating people as people. Should one person feel scared because of the chance of meeting somebody that's an absolute nutter who wants to hurt somebody else? Well, no, we shouldn't, but unfortunately, that's the world we live in. Do you think is there an answer uh, to it? I don't think there is. There are certain areas of the country where if, if I only know what's reported in the media and police interviews and stuff like that, where gang culture is more prevalent, mm -hmm. yes. and to actually become a member of the gang, you've got to stab somebody. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying stab them to take their life. But yeah. you have to stab somebody. Yeah. The victims of those sorts of stabbings are usually completely random. Yes. It can be mums with prams, it can be blokes walking the street. On your doorstep. Yeah. Because they've just got something to prove. So for that kid, for want of a better word, is whenever they get the balls, they're gonna run up to somebody and, yeah. and do it and, and escape because that's yeah. what they've got to do. That's in their minds. That's their initiation. That's what they've got to do to prove themselves. If you lived in one of those areas, for me, you couldn't ever feel safe mm. because that can happen day or night. Yeah. The number of reports that are now coming in saying, you know, 2.30 p.m., this was happened, or 3 o'clock, this happened, and you're like, what? Mm. it's not even under cover of darkness now no so i think there's a massive geographical difference and i think that's possibly why the vigils were felt to be so important in london because i guess it's more dangerous than somewhere we might live i well, don't know I get, it's like the vigil i get why they wanted to do that and they wanted to show support and for each other and for Sarah. And I kind of see the police side. You're having a mass gathering when we're on lockdown. You are not supposed to be doing that kind of thing. So they're stuck between a rock and our place. It's also this time, it appears to have been a police officer that's committed the crime. So the crowd are probably not going to be quite as warm to the police as they might be, or respectful as they might have been in a, any other situation. Because... I mean, I'm, I've, I've had a look at the pictures since you said, because I'd not seen the vigil or what had happened. I've heard about that since talking to you guys, because I just don't watch the news. So I keep my sanity, to be honest. And, and they say, there's a banner I can see, it's killed by the system where, that we're, we're told they're here to protect us. So there was... It's, it seems it's to be not, indicated. It's, one, it's one individual. Yes, but the, 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 vigil, the vigil for this particular crime seems to have been a lot of feeling in London where there, there's always reports of gang culture, incident, whatever, equally in other cities across the country. It's not exclusive to London. I think it's getting more prevalent. So is the answer education? If, go back to the grassroots, is it about educating boys then about respecting girls and, and, and educating the fact that you need to be in a gang and you have to commit a violent act to prove yourself? Because it seems once they've grown into that later teens, early 20s, where I believe the majority of gang activity is, 
they're too late for it. So how, how young do you take it back to, to educate? I, th I think Which, I mean, education and understanding has got to be the answer, but is it going to work? Is it going to be quick? No. I mean, surely primary schools, boys push girls in playgrounds, right? They're told they can't do that. Why is, why is this not just it's just respect yes now if they're not if they're not getting that respect taught at home are they likely to take it from a teacher I don't know because if your home life doesn't show that respect for the opposite sex or anybody else maybe yeah. who knows mm. so I think education is a part of it I think men taking charge of understanding how women feel is a part of it mm -hmm. but what struck me about the vigil and like you say that banner saying about the system and things they're, they're saying that all police are like that yeah which now in this not. country and i appreciate some states in in the states and things if again what we hear is correct Mm. There are inherent problems with policing. Yeah. Yeah. This country does not have those inherent problems. No. no. You know? So why are people being insightful of all police when it's one guy? Mm. Again, is that the way the media have reported it? Why? What? I don't... And this is perhaps just me, but I don't understand why people just don't look at the detail of a situation. Why do they just take the headline and go with it? I don't know, but I can imagine there were that many people there at, looking at the pictures. You do get dragged along with a mob mentality if you're in that situation. So it, there's lots of factors that why it shouldn't have happened, can understand why they wanted it to happen. The police probably reacted the crowd probably reacted you've got an absolute cauldron waiting to explode well, this is event. this is why it shouldn't have happened this it is why have, yeah well, it they, did have it. they did cancel it didn't they so yeah. that, nobody should have been there that got no, cancelled no. i mean there were literally thousands there you could see it yeah reports and again it's a report but the report said it was all absolutely fine until people started going up onto the bandstand and making speeches because then the crowd came forward here so social distancing had gone and you'd got a totally different feeling yeah because mm. you know now what are we saying realistically because this has been a pod chat that's gone this way that way and nowhere in particular we're saying and you two correct me if i'm wrong we're saying that it can differ which part of the country you live in yep as to how you feel safe and where you feel safe it can differ between your upbringing and the amount of respect you have for other people we're saying if it's going to make you feel better to have your keys between your fingers, be on the phone, do whatever, you know, carry whatever those legal spray things are. I'm not certainly not asking anybody to or saying that anybody should carry anything they shouldn't. But if there's a way you can make yourself feel safer, are we saying do that? Absolutely. And take yourself out of a situation if you don't feel safe, don't put yourself in situations. It's not the ideal, but it's gonna take a long time for any of the education that comes out of this to settle in and to really hit the roots because yeah, they're saying, and, it, and it's lovely to see it that anybody is saying, yeah, absolutely teach kids respect. Of course you should, that's where it should come from. And you know, we may joke about my idea of utopia where everybody loves everybody. It's got to start somewhere. That that hope and that belief has got to start from somewhere. So if you don't start teaching the youngsters and let it filter up, people our age, we're adult, we can make decisions, we can make choices. We can learn to respect people, and we should. But how far do we go with our kids? Um, them wanting to walk to a friend's home or wanting to walk back, do we allow them 
don't we allow them? Are we causing more problem if we don't allow them? Are we making them more fearful? But this is the problem, isn't it? You know, I've just said, take yourself out of the situation. Don't put yourself in that situation. Is that the answer? That's what we're going to do personally. I'm not a mother. I don't know how I would feel about letting my children. I don't think I probably would. You know, as soon as it's dark, that's it. You need to be in. I don't think or at least need to have, be in. have sensible people with you to get you there and back and we know where you are you yeah. I mean it's like having a giving a, a child a phone for the first time isn't it it's like giving them any responsibility for the first time it's like oh my god you know it, it's a huge leap but I don't know I, I really don't know because I mean I'm thinking okay so if they find that this guy's got mental issues that go back to whatever and there's no excuse for him doing what he's done, but that's his reason for it because he's got severe mental issues, whatever is wrong with him, whatever his background was or whatever. Is that then gonna almost detract from the situation? And actually is all this work that we're doing now then gonna be wasted? I don't think we'll detract from the situation because, you know, it's not, this isn't unusual now unfortunately yeah, yeah. And, and I think in the days of the Yorkshire report it was unheard of yeah for, for a man to be doing what he was doing mm. whereas now unfortunately there are multiple cases every year where a girl does not make it home mm. um, or a man doesn't make it home actually and I think it won't detract from the situation I truly truly hope that people don't just lump this into this is a police thing all the police are bad we cannot trust the police yeah because it was one person yeah and in any any profession you know I bet you I bet there are some accountants out there that have, have been violent at some point Do you know what I mean it's, mm. I don't believe that it's linked to the profession now I know there are in I, I know a number of police officers and I know that, you know, for some male police officers, it's quite difficult because some girls throw themselves at the uniform. Mm. And if they are that way inclined, the police officer can think they're something a little bit that they're not, maybe, when they've not got the uniform on. Mm. Um, it must be very difficult to balance that. I guess it's like, you know squaddies and stuff like that there's there's some some people glamorize those types of jobs mm. um it, but if you go into those professions you've got to be made aware of that you've got to be trained how to handle that and you've got to deal with it properly but they're always going to be a bad egg in anything yeah yep. in anything so I, I just i hope the conversation continues I hope that men continue to be more aware of how women feel. Mm -hmm. I hope that women don't take themselves completely out of the situations. If they need to walk somewhere, I, I truly want them to feel safe in walking somewhere. You know, we're all told to not go in our cars and not use public transport because of the atmosphere and, and global warming and everything else. So you've got to be safe walking. Mm. You know, I just truly hope that good comes from this rather than a mob mentality. I mean, it, actually, yeah, thinking back, there was that, was she a chef in York? Yeah, Claudia Lawrence. That's right, Claudia Lawrence. Um, I mean, yes, there was like press around that for a few, but it wasn't as big as this when it first came out, was it? That she um, disappeared even. It was huge. Um, that locally, there was an awful lot of coverage. Um, I mean, that's that's so many years ago now. That's very, very sadly passed away, not knowing what happened, happened. to her. Yeah. Um, you know, she just disappeared without trace. Mm. Um, and do you know what? I can't help think, and, and I know this is the spiritual side of me coming out again, but I can't help think that these people, this happened to these people for a reason. You know, Claudia Lawrence, through that, I'm pretty sure I've got this right. There's been a new law passed about dealing with missing people's estates, so to speak, although it's not an estate because they're not dead. Yeah. But but before that, 
nobody could take control of the bank account or deal with the property or anything else. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, there's been a whole new law come out following that. Um, this hopefully, you know, if, if Sarah Everard's death was meant to, to get men talking and get, get these conversations happening so that changes happen in this world. Yeah. For me, that's fantastic. Yeah. You know, and some good has come from those lives. And that's really, really important to recognise, I think, you know, that they've not they've not gone in vain, but some good has come from it. Yeah. Which is easy for us to say sitting at a distance, I guess. It's not gonna um, help their situation at all, is it? But it does make you think, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it's just such a difficult topic and and you know. I think people have got to do what feels right for them in their own circumstances. Mm. You know, and if you if you choose to, to walk alone in the dark or you want to or you have to, say you're walking from work to your car and you can't park close by or whatever, mm. if if having your keys between your hands feels makes you feel safe, if being on the phone makes you feel safe. Yeah. I mean, Sarah did everything right. She'd made the phone call sticking to the main routes you know unfortunately these things happen yeah but I think every individual's got to take their own circumstances into consideration and make their own decisions yeah um as we always say we're not in anybody else's head are we and unfortunately that's where we're going to have to leave it ladies isn't it so has been very quiet today I just think I, I agree what you just said there. Then it's the individual. Like I said, I choose not to, I will not walk Iris in the dark, even though I know this local area. I know I would certainly not go, if I did walk in the dark, I wouldn't take the normal route and walk down the general because there's a fence one side and a bush is the other. So I choose not to put myself in any potential situations mm. where somebody, and, and like I said to you, I wouldn't be scared per se of one person attacking me thankfully i'm five foot ten and not particularly slightly built so women don't frighten me but some men do um it's more the gangs of young boys that fright bother me because like you said the gangs they set challenges for each other and when you see 15 10 15 15 16 year olds they're all big lads they're not children anymore and I will walk across the road and I'll walk around them and I'll walk away from them because I just don't want any interaction whatsoever. Now, they might be perfectly fine lads. Yeah, I walk through the middle and say, hi, lads. <laughs> well, like, for a start, if they're walking towards me, I, I'm very good at holding my breath. <sighs> they've got no social distancing what's bloody ever. They don't, they don't care, they don't enter the red. So that's my primary concern at the minute is keeping safe from the current pandemic that we're dealing with but yeah it's, it's gangs of kids and they can be girls as well because if, if you're one person on your own and the gang decides that they're gonna play big and hard do you know what I mean so I like I say I choose not to walk the dog in the dark I'll go in the daylight and because of the uh, publicity around people having the dog stolen and spaniels are one of the type that's high on the list and I have a spaniel then I'll only go to places that I know at the minute unless I'm not on my own. I mean, I was walking Maddie and Suki one day and these two young girls, and they were little, came up with a camera and said, hey, Miss, can I take a photo of your dogs? And this was before all this started, because this was like five, six years ago, that it, you know, before it really came to, to being obvious what they were doing. And I was just like, well, no, I'd rather you didn't, and was quite polite and immediately took them back on the leads and kept them on the leads. But... You know, that's how easy it is. And actually, it doesn't matter who it is, young, old, whatever. If you're in that situation and you feel unsafe, just do what feels right for you. Oh, yeah. um, one thing I have just remembered is about trying to change your routine. Don't keep in a routine the same day, at the same day, the same times every day, because people do get to notice that. So that is one, probably one little nugget that I can give you just try and alternate things move things around a bit don't always go running the same way walking whatever just just try and sort of mix it up a little bit to, to confuse people if you need to but remember doing what you feel safe yourself yeah. you've got to do what you're comfortable with yeah. 
And yeah. just remember that these very serious attacks are actually very few and far between. Yeah. You know, in the main, it is safe out there. And, and just do what you feel is right for you. But please don't fear the worst constantly because that's not going to do you any good at all. No. no. And on that note, ladies, it's time for a brew. Bye. Bye.